Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Kelly. We are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. When I say we got a great one for you, we have one. We have attorney Andrea Evans, who enlighten us on trademarking and copywriting and a host of other great tips. Tune in. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, how you doing? This is Mike Headley. We are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. And listen, all the time I always talk about we got a treat for you. But I have to say, this is the first time in, in our show history, uh, in our two years of doing this show, we have a intellectual property attorney, first time, right? And I want to salute the sister for coming on the uh, 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 our show with her because I reached out to her via uh, uh, Clubhouse. I'd like, like to keep it real here, via Clubhouse. And she was politely said, okay, I'll, let's do the show. So let's give a warm welcome to Andrea Hence Evans. Intellectual property attorney. How you doing, ma'am? Thank you. Well, thank you for the applause and thank you so <laughs> much for the opportunity to be here. And I love to hear that I'm the first intellectual property on the show. Correct, so this correct. is history in the making. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, well, the first thing, I mean, I, you know, we was having a conversation before we got started the show, and I was telling, I said, I will need her services. Particularly us in the real estate space, you know, we're throwing up all these logos and all these different uh, symbols. I'm going to let her dive in deep. And, and and we need to get this protected. So enlighten us, ma'am, Miss Ami Andrea. Enlighten us on your expertise and what exactly is a trademark? How is that helpful for real estate professionals? Absolutely. So not only will you need my services, Mike, but you know what? Everybody has some type of intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So as an intellectual property attorney, I handle patent, trademark and copyright matters. So for all the inventors that are out there, you may have a new software system that you're using, some type of device that you're using in your real estate business or outside of your real estate business. Mm -hmm. I can help you to patent that invention. And then all of you that have all these businesses and products and services, they have some type of brand, whether that brand be a word, a symbol, some type mm. of image that can be trademarked. So I can mm. help you with that. And then last but not least, all of your written content. So your website content, mm. your courses, um, anything that you write, your artwork, all of that can be protected with the copyright. So simply put, you would patent an invention like the television trademark sony the brand name for the television and then copyright written materials so copyright the scripts of your shows so that's just a really good way to keep patents trademarks and copyrights straight so everybody has some type of intellectual property okay so and, and i'm and i want to get on the actual process we actually i was in a room with you yesterday and i heard a young lady say took, they took her name somebody made a drink yeah. because of her name if someone what is the repercussions when someone does not do this uh, oh yeah well that is a like. great question because you're right people want to know why do i even need a trademark in the first place you know mm -hmm. what what is the trademark so the first thing is let's step back so remember i said um what can be trademarked so mm -hmm. words can be trademarked even sounds mm -hmm. when you think of the nbc doom 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 that can be yes. trademarked oh, we wow. know about 
red bottom shoes so colors can be trademarked mm. three-dimensional shapes like the coca-cola bottle can be trademarked mm. and then of course words and symbols but here's the catch though mike a lot of people say i have a favorite word and i want to trademark andrea well what are you using it for so you have to be intending to use these source identifiers those words and those symbols and things i just mentioned on products or for services so you can't just say hey, my mom named me Andrea, so I'm going to trademark the name Andrea. It has to be for a product or service. So what that mm. means is I can trademark Andrea for legal services and you can trademark Andrea for shoes and we coexist. So that's why you see a lot of companies with the same name because mm. people wouldn't be confused. They wouldn't, you know, think that the law firm is selling shoes and vice versa. Mm. But here are the things about the benefits. So what we're talking about today is a federal trademark. So this covers mm. you in all 50 states. And we wanna think global and we wanna think big, right? So Correct. nobody now, um, you know, is just selling to their neighbors and selling to their community. You throw up a website and you can have customers from all over the world. So mm. with this federal trademark, it allows you to stop others from being able to use your trademark or something that would be what's called a likelihood of confusion in other states okay. so if i'm here in dc and i trademark andrea for shoes and i don't have it um trademarked federally let's say if i don't have it trademarked mm -hmm. the problem is you can go and form andrea in texas for shoes and i can't stop you mm. but if i have that federal trademark i can enforce it and say hey that's trademark infringement so the opportunities are really so valuable one is that whatever you can do with real property and since we're talking to the people that own all this property right. the beauty of it is whatever you can do with real property you can do with intellectual property you can mm -hmm. license it you can assign it you can sell it you can mm -hmm. will it so just the same thing you can do with property and when you think about your legacy you can put your intellectual property in those wills and long when you're gone your legacy will uh, be fulfilled and continue on because your family members will continue that legacy with your trademarks as long as they continue to use it. So Coca-Cola is the oldest trademark. They've had correct, their name correct. since the 1800s. Exactly. So wow. when I think about that, exactly. I'm like, shoot, I'm going to be keeping up with these trademarks forever and making sure my family members continue on with my legacy as well. Mm. So the process of actually doing the trademark, I want to make sure I hear you correctly. Do I have to go through Secretary of State or is it best to go jump federal? I'm good across the board. Oh, that is a good question because, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions is people say I formed a company. Mm. So I have an LLC. Then that means I don't need the trademark. But remember, that is a myth. So an LLC is a type of company and that doesn't necessarily mean that you own the trademark. And obviously having a trademark doesn't mean that you own the LLC. Mm. So your company name can be Mike LLC, but your brand can be Abracadabra for shoes. So the company names don't have to match. So all the company name is doing is basically allowing the um, federal government to tax your corporation or whatever Correct. that is. But people okay. can own trademarks too. So if you say, hey, I don't have a company, Mike, the person can own a trademark. So people can own trademarks or companies can own trademarks and that does not have to match. So um, just keep in mind when you go to the secretary of state and they say, okay, we're going to give you a stamp and register your business name. They say, okay, for a hundred dollars more, I'll register it in the state. 
Well, that state trademark just kind of lets people know that you're using the trademark mm. in the state. That's common mm. law, mm. but you absolutely should file the federal. And if you file the federal, honestly, it's not required that you have the state because remember this federal trademark covers you in all 50 states. And the fees, is there fees kind of how much and how long do they last or is it forever? Okay, so, um, you know, the answer is it depends, right? And okay. so that's the number one reason people don't um, get this done because they gotcha, assume yeah. that it's expensive. But let okay. me tell you, though, first of all, the government charges fees. So we are registering mm. patents and trademarks at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. That's the mm -hmm. only agency that registers trademarks, and that's mm -hmm. at USPTO.gov. Mm -hmm. For your copyrights, you go to copyright.gov. So I'm saying that because I want you all to be very careful because there are a lot of scams and you want to make sure you're registering your trademarks and patents and copyrights in the right place. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is how much does it cost? Well, it depends because for trademarks, for example, the government fee right now is $250 per class. Mm -hmm. Now people say, well, what's a class? Well, the class numbers are just numbers that are arbitrarily assigned to the pr products and services you provide. Mm -hmm. So the government will say, okay, clothing, that's in one class. Um, uh, law firm services, that's in another class. Mm -hmm. Jewelry, that's in another class. Now you don't just check a box and own the whole class. You have to identify the goods and services and they happen to be in a class. And then based off of the number of classes that you have, you pay $250 per class. Mm -hmm. Now on top of that, if you hire an attorney, then of course you pay attorney's fees. But honestly, um, it's highly recommended, although it's not required to hire an attorney, because mm -hmm. what I found, Mike, in the 14 years of owning my firm, mm -hmm. and then prior to that, working at the Patent and Trademark Office, is mm. most mistakes are made by people who don't hire an attorney. Ah. And so when people ask about the cost, mm -hmm. remember, I just told you a trademark lasts as long as you use it. Now, every five cool. years, you have to come back and still renew it again. Okay. So you have to pay those fees to renew it. So as long as you do that, you get to keep it. But to me, it's worth the money that you spend. It could be as little as $2,000, you know, for something that's going to last you forever. And then every five years, you just come back and renew it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to cost you more to fight someone and sue mm -hmm. them to get your name back. If you're one of those people that are saying, oh, I don't need this. I'm mm -hmm. too small. I'm going to wait. I always like to tell people, think about Oprah, you know, the Oprah effect. I'm ready. So right. she calls me. Correct. I got everything <laughs> set up. I got Correct. the trademarks. You know, I'm okay. ready to go because the worst thing is for her to say, oh, I love Mike's cookies. And then another Mike cookies, you know, people go and buy Correct. his cookies and they're confused and now you're suing him. Mm. And now you need the name more because Oprah says your name. So it's mm. better to be proactive than reactive and get all this stuff taken care of. So probably side conversation when she did the Oprah effect, she probably checked and made sure y'all good to go from a legal standpoint. I right. don't know. I mean, because okay, okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. think about it. And the mm -hmm. reason I'm saying that is because every day I'm tagged on social media where somebody mm -hmm. says, can you believe Mike is using Mike's cookies? And I had wow. this name for 20 years. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I believe it because you didn't trademark it. And now Mike got the trademark and you can challenge Mike, but it's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Or Mike's going to say, pay me for it. And I know you want the name because now Oprah said your name. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. How bad do you want it? I mean, but cool. that's what I love about trademark law because mm -hmm. 
we all spend money every day. So Correct. when people explain it to you, it makes sense. You know, it's kind of like if Nike didn't have a trademark and anybody could go and put Nike on a shoe, it defeats the whole point. So yeah, they have a trademark, but remember once you get it, it's gonna be up to you to enforce it too. So you can't just sit back and let people use your intellectual property. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're gonna interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. So, so I wanna make sure I'm clear, my real estate professionals out there, any logo, any symbol, website, we need to have that protected. Absolutely. And the other thing about the website, so let's say you have a domain name. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, well, my business is Evans IP Law. So my site is evansiplaw.com. Mm -hmm. Well, your domain names function as like your address, right? So if I say, hey, Mike, meet me at 12345 Main Street. Mm -hmm. When you show up on Main Street, the sign on the store is going to say Macy's. So we would trademark Macy's. So when you get to evansiplaw.com, branded on the site, it says the law firm of Andrea Hintz Evans. Mm. So I wouldn't trademark my domain name. Mm. I trademark my brand on the site. But okay. there are you can trademark domain names if they function as a trademark, right? Mm. So we think mm. of match.com. You go mm. to match.com and it says, welcome to match.com. So real big, now you can trademark match.com. Mm. So anything that people perceive as a brand, if every time people see blue on a jewelry box, Tiffany can trademark blue. Anytime mm. people see red on the bottom of a shoe, you know, that can be trademarked. So it's, it's good to have this conversation to get people thinking about their intellectual property and what they can protect. Because that's the thing. People don't understand what they can even protect. Okay. okay. And, and buy me uh, uh purchase because I did purchase a book and we're going to All highlight right. that towards the end. Um, by me reading your book, there was a few things that I, I said, let me ask you to get a little more specific. Uh, what is a channel of trade and the intent of use? Okay. So, so basically let's say you're watching this and you say, well, I've been in business for a while. So you're using the trademark, right? Okay. That means you've been selling houses. You have a radio show. You're actually using your trademark, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of people that are watching and they may say, hey, it's a new year and I have all these good ideas and I plan to have a business. I haven't launched or sold my products yet. Mm. So you either are using the trademark, mm. meaning you're providing the products and services or you're intending to. Mm -hmm. So let's say you say to me, I haven't done it yet and I'm planning on it. We can file an intent to use application okay. and identify all the goods and services you plan to use it on. But before the trademark registers, they're going to come back and say, okay, we'll allow this but we need to make sure you're using it. So we're not mm. going to give you a trademark and allow you to stop people from using this name on shoes and you haven't mm. sold any shoes. So until you sell the shoes and show them that you've done that, you won't get the trademark. So that's the intent to use. Now, some others may be watching and say, okay, I've been in business. I need to get going on this. Mm -hmm. So you're using it. So you're going to file it and say, I'm actually using it. Here's a picture of my shoes. Here's my trademark on the shoe. And here are the dates that I made those sales in and out of the state. So mm. the key to understand about those dates that you put on the application is it's not the date you were born and started using Mike. It's not the date you dreamed about having a company. It's the mm. date you use Mike on your shoes in mm. and out of the state. Mm. So that's what you have to remember. So that's really critical because 
people don't understand what it means to use the trademark. So it's not you saying it on Clubhouse. It's not you um, posting it on social media. It's mm. when did you actually provide the service or the product that you put in your application. Okay. Now the channel of trade is simply going to be uh, where you sell it, right? So mm. that could be online. That could be at a store. That could be at certain flea markets or something. And the reason that could be important is because sometimes people argue, all right, our trademarks are similar, but we have different channels of trade. So Bob exclusively sells on the corner of his uh, block and I sell online, but that's really difficult now because everybody's online, you know? So mm, it's pretty correct. obvious that everybody kind of has the same channels of trade, but that's mm. what that means. Mm, mm. So do you, and I want to make sure I heard you correctly, <laughs> I understand that you consult and help with the actual process what if there's a, I guess I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly, litigation when they said, hey, I've been, I've, I've been using it. No, no, you've been using it. Are you jumping on that or? Oh, that, absolutely. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's unique about my skill set is that I actually worked at the Patent and Trademark Office mm. as a patent examiner and a mm. trademark examining attorney. Mm -hmm. So it was my job to actually review and examine patent applications and allow them to be patents, to issue them as patents or to examine trademark applications mm -hmm. and reject, you know, refuse them or to allow them to register as trademarks. And so mm -hmm. I have that unique experience because that was my job. And now I'm on the outside representing my clients to help them to do that. So mm -hmm. what's going to be important is understanding that process, right? So I have experience doing that. But then, like you said, we can't just allow people to infringe on our mm. client's intellectual property. Mm. So absolutely, um, we offer litigation services as well. And one of the biggest cases that went viral around the world is the rapper and producer, Dr. Dre, sued the medical doctor, Dr. Dre, D-R-A-I. And we represented the medical doctor for trademark infringement, and we were able to win that case. Wow, oh, oh we got energy. Get around the applause for that. <laughs> That's right. That's thank me too, right there. Well, we got to get flowers while we can. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. And I'm very uh -huh. proud of that. Um, okay. Not only because we won, but because it it just opened up America's eyes and the world's mm -hmm. eyes because people started saying, "Wow, I didn't know you could trademark a name." But absolutely. You're born with the name Mike, and I can never stop you from using Mike. Mm -hmm. If your name is Michael Jordan, let's say it's a common name, that's your name, Michael Jordan. But if Michael Jordan already has that trademark for shoes, you cannot stamp Michael Jordan on shoes. So people say, but that's my name, but it doesn't matter. You're going to always be Michael Jordan, introduce Michael Jordan to the stage, but you can't use it for those products and services. So that's the benefit of a trademark. So, so let me interject and say something with that. Clearly, we're talking about famous basketball player Michael Jordan. Right. Now, how does that play a role with the actor, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, yeah. That's... Can, can, can he still say, I got to be there, or that doesn't matter? Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it's confusing, you know? Mm -hmm. and, Correct. And both of them are actors, but again, it has to be used as a product or service. So Michael B. Jordan cannot put his name, Michael B. Jordan, on shoes because mm -hmm. Michael Jordan has the trademark unless Michael Jordan licenses him his mm -hmm. trademark or he buys it from him or he gives him permission. 
Mm. And do you deal with any with the licensing, anything like that? Do you have, yeah, so you know, we, okay. so I handle everything. You do everything. <laughs> exactly. Everything intellectual property. Now, if you want a divorce or you got problems in the law, you know, criminal and all that, I can't help you. But my, That's I right. stay in my lane and uh, my expertise is patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Mm, mm, mm. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might want to change. New environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Hedley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. So, and I wanted, like I said, our audience is the real estate professionals. I'm glad you gave us that great insight in terms of the website. So, what about photos and business cards? Does that play a role in trademarking? Not necessarily in trademarks, but definitely copyrights. Copyrights, so copyrights. You're going to go and take pictures, right? You're going to yeah. own the rights in those pictures. So let me just tell you about copyrights a little bit. Okay, as talk soon to as us. you take that picture or as soon as you put the pen to paper and you take notes, you're taking notes today, mm -hmm. you own the copyright. Now, what that means then is if I take your notes or I take that picture and I go and put it on my website or mm. I, you know, start selling something using that picture, you can say, hey, that's my intellectual property. You're using my picture and you can sue me for copyright infringement. Mm. Or I take your notes and I copy and paste them. So I basically take your notes and paste it on my site and send it out. That's copyright infringement. So you don't own the concept, you, you know, of basically writing a book about how to sell property. I can write a book on how to right. sell property. But right. if I start copying and pasting your stuff, that's copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If you register the copyright with the Library of Congress and you have it protected before I copy it from you, you're going to get more damages than you would have had you waited. So in order mm -hmm. to have a copyright infringement suit, you have to own the copyright registration so you want to get in the habit as of, of basically registering stuff before you put it out there, if you can, you know, so, and you get more damages. Because if I have something registered and you take it from me, I can just say, hey, it's the presumption I own it. I own the copyright versus you saying you copying it. Now I have to pay to expedite it because all of this stuff takes time. You know, so I have to tell you, there's no sense of urgency, unfortunately, in intellectual property law. Okay. So if you're listening to this, it can take two to three years before they even look at your patent application. Wow. The entire trademark process can take at least one year to go mm. through the process and copyrights average almost, you know, six to six months to a year just for them to return your registration certificate. So it's good wow. to start thinking about all this stuff and getting the process going. But um this is great to talk about it for sure. Is it is it typically that's what the big big boys do, big box companies, big brands, they put that into use out there early? Well, they know to protect their stuff. Oh, they know. You know? So, <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. So mainly, you know, that's how we need to start thinking because exactly. the beauty of having this is see, we also have settled a lot of cases for our clients where <laughs> bigger companies have wanted to use their brands and they have to pay them for it. Correct. Because if you own the, the trademark, you know, look at Blue Ivy. Beyonce mm. had her daughter. That's Somebody right. already had that name. And it had nothing to do with her daughter. They had a store. And they had registered Blue Ivy. Well, lo and behold, she has a daughter named Blue Ivy and wanted to trademark. And it wasn't any 
malicious Correct. intent by the other lady. And so she had to respect that lady's trademark. So she's suing her and the lady's trying to settle. Wow. Uh, but I mean, that's you have leverage when you own that trademark. Like she's Correct. stopping her from registering her trademark. Correct, correct, correct. So hey, pay up. Yeah, I, know, I know, right? It's, I don't know how similar this is, but it was it was somewhere I was reading where uh, a, a, a lot of rap artists before they kind of gained the knowledge, it was a it was a guy who brought the domains to their names. Oh to, yeah. They had to pay them. <laughs> it was like they were trying like it was I had WWE dot Kanye West. And, yeah. And they had to pay me. But anyway, that's not a conversation. Well, no, oh, but that's important because that's important. as a strategy, okay. when you have these brands, mm -hmm. we're trained as consumers that when I say my brand is Evans IP Law, what do you do? You go to EvansIPLaw.com. So as you're thinking about these names and symbols and things, you want to think about social media and lock in those handles because mm -hmm. using those handles and having those domain names don't count as a trademark. So it may not, it may be impossible to get that back. You know, mm -hmm. so what happens is I'd rather be Andrea Evans.com instead of number two or my or your, you know, because it gets to be confusing to your customers. So now I have to train you to start thinking of all these D and my and you, you know, you mm -hmm. want to own your brand. So as you're thinking of stuff, this is a good point that you want to Google it yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're launching a business and you Google it and already see somebody else using the name. You can mm -hmm. stop. Mm. And just change the name. You know, you don't have anything to lose. Mm, wow. I miss you, Audrey. You is really blessed with so many golden nuggets today. And I'm respectful for your time. Let me ask you something here. Is there a question that you wanted me to ask that you would like to answer? There's something, there's a question you're like, hey, I wish you would ask me that. Do you have one? Because I want to be respectful for your time. And, and look, you asking somebody that likes to talk. <laughs> I'm like, where do you ask but, but I, I know, right? <laughs> I want to be respectful well, for your time, though, as well. Well, you know, what I would just say is that, you know, this interview is not meant to scare people into mm -hmm. thinking, you know, they need to be um, burying things in their backyard and mailing themselves mm -hmm. um, things and leaving the stamp and not opening. All of that are myths. You know, that does not protect wow. So I, and I heard of that before too. Oh, everybody's heard of on something and, and it's protected. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. And if that were the case, I'd be out of business because Correct. you'd rather pay a 55 <laughs> exactly. cent than a lawyer, Correct. you know? So Correct. Correct. When you think about it, it makes sense. But I just want to say that just recently, the United States Patent and Trademark Office published an, an alarming article. You know, it was just. Um, you know, sad for me to read. And they said that minorities and mm. women are least likely to protect their intellectual property. Mm. And so I want to thank you for the opportunity to be interviewed today because um, I firmly believe it's just because people don't understand it mm. or we count mm. ourselves out because we think we can't afford it. And I would just challenge everyone that if you are feeling like you want to learn more about it, to reach out to me and schedule a consultation and let's talk about your specific issues so you know. You know, I'd rather you know that you don't have something that's patentable than to have the next best thing and watch it uh, manifest um, on TV or on the shelves and you say, that was my invention. But, you know, the only difference between a billionaire or someone like um, the creators of Facebook or that mm. they took action. They sat around with mm. their friends and had ideas, but my federal trademark is invest in your idea. So you have to take action 
And with all of these resources now online, there's so many endless opportunities. And now with the climate of America, there's so many people and companies that are willing to help to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. So just don't count yourself out, um, protect your intellectual property and definitely keep in touch with me um, on social media everywhere right. at Evans IP Law and check out these resources. So if you're saying, look, I don't wanna pay right now, I'm not sure what I need, you mentioned the book. And the books are great resources, and I recommend those as well. I will highlight that, then I will show. This right here is a fabulous book, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we'll have this at the in the show notes with a photo. But fabulous book, and it's not that thick. Read it in one night, and not that expensive. Um, yeah, you know, it's not meant to be a substitute for legal advice. But I got to tell correct. you, it's my best-selling book because mm. um, it answers a lot of questions that people have, and I just want you to be careful because people are so proud to say that they're doing things on their own. You know, I filed my own trademark. I right. filed my own patent application and that's great. We can buy our own houses, you know, correct, on our own correct, without help. Correct. but it's nothing like having an expert and you have to think about your time. Mm -hmm. And there's some mistakes that you can make that can't be fixed. Correct. So the worst thing is when people do it on their own, then they reach out. Well, now you're paying me more to try to fix something exactly. than you would have had you just paid me in the first place. Mm. You know something? Usually after every show, I ask every guest to give us two golden nuggets. I think you gave us about seven. <laughs> so, so, so that was a beautiful thing. Thank um, you. What we're going to do is, um, what we want to do now, we're going to wrap up with Ms. Andrea with the name of our law firm is Andrea Evans Law. I want to make sure I get that correctly. The law firm of Andrea Hens Evans. So I'm everywhere at Evans IP Law, all over social media. Mm. You all can check out EvansIPLaw.com. And when you get there, I really want to encourage you all to subscribe to my firm's newsletter. So click on the subscribe. I have 15,000 plus subscribers, and I'm really proud of that because Ooh. we share information not only about intellectual property, but about trade shows and different opportunities for pitch competitions and things related to intellectual property that can help you. And I share all of that all around my social media mm -hmm. and IP Law. Awesome. I want to thank you, Ms. Andrea, and we will see you soon on the next time on the Heavy Group Real Estate Show. Hey, gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight, and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms. And don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.